0: Welcome to Learning More with the Core, your Community Health Core podcast. My name is Keeley Hancock, and I'm a current social work intern with Community Health Corps, East Texas's local mental health authority. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with our crisis services program manager, who has worked with Community Health Corps for almost eight years. Jessica Cheshire is a native of Boone, North Carolina, where she obtained her bachelor's in psychology from Appalachian State University, and a Letourneau alumni, where she gained her master's in counseling. For those of you wondering what crisis services consist of, according to the state, crisis is when someone is at risk or imminent danger of hurting themselves or others. This can be presented as someone having suicidal or homicidal thoughts or actions that they have taken in reaction to those thoughts, or in some cases, psychosis. Of course, it's not always presented that clearly, and that's why Jessica's team helps collect the information that helps guide the individual to the appropriate services. So without further ado, Ms. Jessica Cheshire. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you again for making the time to discuss your program today with us. You're so welcome. I'm excited. You know, I'm sure you can understand the word crisis can leave people feeling a little uneasy. Sure. Sure. You know, the first words that come to mind might be hostile or dangerous or unstable. Um, For those people who kind of have that instant thought. Would you say there's like a typical person, a typical clientele that you and your team are serving?
1: So, crisis doesn't really apply to one people group, right? Um, No one's exempt from having a mental health crisis. Uh, There's certainly things we can do to help build our own support system and coping mechanisms so that when bad times hit um, we're a little more resilient. Um, but after years of working in this field, I have found that we serve people of all ages, races, nationalities, gender, socioeconomic status. and I, I've seen pretty much everything. <laughs> everything, I mean, eight mm-hmm. years with Community Health Corps, that's, yeah, you've had to. Uh, and all of that in crisis.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of like the first place where a lot of our clients start, right?
1: It is, yeah, often we are, uh, crisis services is the first face that Community Health Corps has out in the community. So we encounter our individuals usually in the ERs or the jails um, and that's the first time that they encounter our center. And so we are typically the face of Community Health Corps or at least the first face that people see.
0: Yeah, what about, do we have a hotline that people call in to? We do,
1: we do have a crisis hotline. Um, And it is a local hotline here based in Texas. Um, So it is different than the national hotline. Um, And that crisis phone number is 1-800-832-1009. It's 24-7-365. There's always somebody there to answer. Um, And they are trained mental health professionals that answer that phone. So they are um, able to kind of help talk some people through some crisis uh, situations and kind of help them decide what steps they need to take next. And then if that ends up activating my team to do some further investigation, then that's where we go from there.
0: Okay, and so from my shadowing as an intern, I've noticed, so once they are seen in crisis and evaluated and have received their assessment, then they're kind of dispersed down to one of our programs, our many programs like intensive services for adults, or I mean, what would you say is the most common? So
1: there's really two paths you can go. So we. Assess the individual and then determine what happens next, right? So path number one would be inpatient services. So we can help them find um, an inpatient facility, whether that be our regional crisis response center in Atlanta or a private psychiatric facility. Um, And those services would help them get um, a safe place to be for a few days And speak with therapists and psychiatrists, and you know, have medication adjustments and that kind of stuff, and then help them re-enter back into the community, hopefully in a more stable frame of mind. Um, And then the other path would be outpatient services. So you can go the direction of um, if they're already a client with Community Health Corps or a person served by our center, then we can help them get reconnected with their caseworker. Uh, and, or help them you know, move up a doctor's appointment or you know, figure out exactly what would be beneficial for them at that time. And if they are not served by our center, then we can help them call the intake line uh, in order to come into services with us. And then they would have a much more in-depth evaluation at that intake appointment to determine what level of care they qualify for. And there's a lot of things that go into that um, to determine what level of care they qualify for. Um, so I'm sure that's a much more in-depth conversation <laughs> with, um, with maybe our intake staff. Yeah. Uh, but they're, um, and if they are not interested in seeing community health core, or there's you know, some reason that we may not be able to serve them, then they can be referred to other resources. And so there are other places in our community that we help re- refer to, uh, depending on what their needs are. And, and then my team actually has an LCDC, or substance abuse counselor, as part of our crisis staff. Um, and she goes out and assesses with the crisis staff, and she can help talk to our individuals about um, substance abuse referrals. So whether that be helping them get connected with a rehab facility, or connected with our outpatient sub-programs, um, or even just like AA meetings and NA meetings in the community. And so, you know, there's there's really two directions that can go, but with either direction, there's some branches out from there too. Okay.
0: For the services, is it just solely for adults? or do Kids play a part in it at all? We or?
1: see all ages and um, so in Community Health course serves uh, we have a child and adolescent program so that is um, up to the age of 18 and then once they turn 18 then they can transition over to our adult services.
0: Okay, Would you say it's more children calling or receiving services or adults?
1: It ranges honestly and yeah. um, I've noticed some fluctuations depending on the time of year, depending on what's going on in the community. And, um, you know, during COVID, we saw a very large increase in our child and adolescent population in crisis, and um, just for a multitude of different reasons. And um, we do see some fluctuations in how often we're seeing child and adolescent populations um, when school starts back um, or when
0: school is ending for the semester. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, the anxiety of going to school or then the anxiety of coming home from school. Like, that's, yeah, I'm so glad we have this program. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, like, with working in this field, it's, I mean, it's super heavy, obviously. But coming into it, did you have a different idea of what mental illness was compared to what you have now?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, you go to school for, I mean, for psychology, right? Exactly. And then you kind of get a rough idea of what you're going into. But I think everyone's favorite classes are the, you know, the abnormal psychology <laughs> and the, so the the big wow ones, right? Yeah. Uh, so. That kind of is what draws a lot of people into the field unless you know some people just really have an affinity for research and some people it, that's not me at all um, <laughs> but some people are more drawn to the crisis-y type areas and um, but I think that what I didn't realize is that not everything is like what you see on the movies or you read in an abnormal psychology book like there's such a range of what mental illness is and can be and and that range is very very wide
0: yeah i'm so glad you said that because a lot of people again like we just have these first instincts of what somebody with a mental illness is and i you said it perfectly like the big wow factors that's really all we think about i think in society or maybe just east texas i don't know but it's the oh that person who's just roaming down the street screaming at the wall, and that's not always what it is, you know. It Which differs. in the media has
1: not done a whole lot to help us define that over the yeah. years. And, you know, movies are usually about the the bigger mental illnesses yeah. or the more serious ones. And, and so we don't get to see a lot of the lesser-known mental illnesses yeah. that are out
0: there. It's very isolating, too, for those people mm-hmm you know who who are like the, the community scared of them yep. you know imagine how isolating and alone that must feel so another great reason why community health corps has this program uh, i know everybody who i've met who works over there is so compassionate and so kind and is also very well trained in the field um what is it that I just trained in, the mental health first aid? Yes, mental health yeah. first aid. <laughs> Even our, uh, us interns, we're trained in that. So we know how to meet somebody where they are and just kind of dismantle the stigma and also just bring them down as well. Don't escalate the situation. It's, it's right. important. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, wild. <laughs> With that being said, like, I know you said that it was just for idd but are there any crisis trainings or anything available for like community or like law enforcement or things like that
1: yeah actually so um i think on our website they they do talk about the service the trainings that our idd crisis staff is doing um, but our crisis services also goes out and works with the local law enforcement and um, just to kind of help work through their they have a required crisis intervention training that they have to do um, and so we, myself, along with the uh, crisis intervention staff, uh, team lead for IDD services, we go out together and help um, teach those classes for our local law enforcement and just kind of help give them another bridge between our organization um, and the law enforcement and the community. Um, and
0: then the mental health first aid is a, is a big one as well. Perfect. Okay. Okay. I feel like teachers should be in on something like that as well. <laughs> so
1: the Mental Health First Aid is usually um, yeah. is a big target towards our teachers. Okay. So they do the Mental Health First Aid in a lot of our school systems, okay. um, and that's that's a relatively recent acquisition over the last few years that they've, they've worked really hard to build that program and, and do that in a lot of school systems locally. Um, okay. So our teachers are getting that. Okay, yeah. perfect, because I know mine didn't. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well, great. Well, y'all, again, if you're looking for an internship or if you already have your bachelor's, unlike me, and you're looking for a job, I mean, Community Health Corps is always hiring, if this sounds pretty interesting to you. Um, this is just one of our many program directors, um, and she's specifically with crisis services. Um, but we have so many others. Please visit our website at communityhealthcore.com. And again, Jessica, thank you so much for your time. I know not everybody wants to do a podcast, but you did today. You're so welcome. (laughs)